All right, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome back to another Drylander podcast episode. I got a little bit of time this morning while I'm waiting on fuel. Because harvest is in the home stretch, which usually means things are about to go awry. Hopefully not. I mean, my allergies sure are. <sighs> Nothing is working anymore. <clears throat> I've hit that point where my whole body's just like, just get it done so we can take a break. And, <sighs> yeah, I know it's not just me either. <clears throat> I know there's several people in my life that are just like, finish, finish. We need to kind of get back on a different schedule here. <clears throat> I apologize. So much stuff in the back of my throat. And I don't, I don't disagree with them. I, yeah, it just seems like we've been going nonstop since we, since we finished weed harvest on August 20th. Haven't really had much of a break or downtime. And for some of you, that's, that's, you know, probably par for the course. For us, that's, that's unusual. Usually between the end of wheat planting, which normally is in middle July, we have kind of a lull between that and the time we start planting wheat. Just didn't happen this year. That's fine, you know, is what it is. Well, man, does it wear on you. Looking forward to hopefully finishing by Tuesday. I mean, I'd really like to get out and spray about a section, maybe a little more of some wheat stubble, but I, I just got to stay focused on harvest. Nope, there's, as long as we can keep those comp, the, the combine, I should say, there's only one running. As long as we can keep that, that moving, we should finish sometime Tuesday. Maybe Monday, but I'm going to say Tuesday. Because after we finish our current field, we got a long, for us it's a long move. For some of you guys, it's probably just a typical move, but we got to go from where the combine will be at to where the next field is. I don't know, it's about 15 miles or so. Which again, I know to some of you, that's just a typical normal move. Most of our acres, we're pretty fortunate. They're all within, you know, if you were to drop a pin in the middle of it, probably six miles at most would catch 90% of our acres. A six mile circle, you know, how do you, radius? Whatever the word is, you know what I'm talking about. We got two fields over in Kansas that fall just outside of that. One's a little further north, and it's fine. You know, it's it's, it's just different over there. But uh, anyway, today is Friday. <clears throat> I didn't get on Wednesday like I planned, and yesterday fell apart too. But I did want to let you guys know if you haven't seen it already, and I'm sure most of you have. But... Wednesday was the start of FBN's Cyber November deals, or sales event. It's not as good as it's been in years past, uh, mostly the financing. Now, I'm not going to come on here and tell you that FBN has the best prices and you can't beat them. No, I know guys out there can beat them, and that's fine. You know, everyone has to buy from their wholesaler at a, and then turn around and sell it at a price you know that they can make money off of. Some guys are a lot closer to terminals. They have, you know, more of a leg in the door and they can get on, you know, sales a little sooner, you know, to get prices down lower, this, that, and the other. 
bottom line is, I do find a lot of value in FBN. I love how their prices are just out in the open. There's no phone tag or text tag or I'll get back to you, you know, and then they never get back to us. There's no, is this your best deal? There's no, hey, I want you to cut me a different deal or otherwise I'm going down the road. They're just, it's like, you know, Walmart. Here's our prices. You don't like them? Go to Amazon, go to Target, you know, go to Kohl's, wherever. But you can see the prices. There's no, you know, call for details, call for a quote. I don't know how businesses like that stay in business, honestly, especially equipment dealers. When you're paying for like full page ads that I know are not cheap and you say call for price. No, no. I mean, it has to work or they wouldn't keep doing it, but there's a lot of guys I know that just keep on going. But that's one thing I really like about FBN. I also really like their financing. And you guys are going to be like, oh, this is an FBN advertisement. Kind of, sort of. I am a community builder, so I need to do my due diligence and let people know about this stuff, even though I'm sure most of you have. But on their financing... Once again, they got two different input lines. They got the regular input only line, which this year the terms are $50,000 of crop inputs, you know, seed, chemical, adjuvants, biologicals, or $10,000 of livestock um, inputs booked by, uh, booked on that line of credit by November 21st. You get 5.99% locked until December of 24. Or you can apply for their line of credit, which is just like a bank line of credit, you know. Same same rates, 50000 10000 by November 21st. But on all FBN purchases, you'll lock in 3.99% until March 2025. Anything else you use that line of credit for, it'll be at a different rate. Probably 7 8 9%, whatever the current rate is and what you qualify for. But, you know, just, just tossing that out there, you know. No one really has great financing deals, but that's FBNs. They tried hard to get, you know, 0% back, but thanks to President Absent and the way the economy's going, that's that's not happening. So, there's my spiel, you know. Check out FBN.com for full details or talk to your community builder. You know, if, you, if you're new to signing up, put me down as a reference, or better yet, you probably have someone locally in your community that's already an FBN builder. If you know who they are, put them down. I mean, I'd love to have your commission, but the whole point of it is to sign up people locally, you know? So, I'm sure you guys have one. If you do, figure out who it is. Sign, you know, Use their name as your reference when you sign up. Otherwise, you know, feel free to use mine. But moving on. So, oh, oh, no. <clears throat> I thought I heard the pump click. The, uh, the thought for the day here is an employee and dad is right I am gonna have to hire someone I just don't know when that's gonna happen I've seen a couple businesses locally hire people that a lot of people thought were good quality people and came back and bit them in the rear and that just makes me a little nervous you know Especially in today's day and age where you got so many people looking for the quick, easy payout so they don't have to work anymore. I don't know, man. I don't know if I really want to take that chance of someone 
claiming they have a back injury and that there was an unsafe work practice or this, that, and the other, and then try to take me, you know, for, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in settlement fees. I don't know. Just makes me nervous. You know, idiots ruin it for everyone else. They just truly, they do. So where I'm leaning towards, and I think I've touched on this before, I'm just looking at where we're most efficient in the operation, where we're least efficient. You know, I can handle planting in the spring. I can handle spraying. I will have summer help. Yeah, for the foreseeable future. Summer harvest help. Again, I'm pretty confident I can still gather up two to three people to help us. Fall harvests that's where things start to fall off the map. And, you know, for the last, gosh, almost 18 years now, it's just been Dad and I in the fall. I take that back. The very first year I came out, we had another guy that helped us through the fall as my transition year. And then we had a cousin come out, you know, I think two falls in a row. But other than that, it has been primarily just Dad and I. So, yeah, we'll say for the last... 14 years, 13 years, we'll say 13, just so I can cover my bases. It's been primarily dad and I, and we're slow at fall harvest, you know, because it's just the two of us. One person runs the combine, the other person's either running trucks and or grain cart. And so we can get a lot done, but not as much as someone that might have two or three more people on their crew, you know, just facts of lives, fact of Fact of life, whatever. This is why I don't advertise my podcast, because I can't sometimes get words out of my mouth in a timely fashion. Anyway, what I'm kind of wondering, and I'm just going to use general numbers, because it makes for easy math without having to get out of this app and use the calculator. But... Let's just say all in, an employee cost me $40,000. You know, that's withholdings, their take-home pay, Colorado's silly family medical leave thingy, anything else I'm forgetting about, $40,000 on the books. Let's say a custom rate for fall harvest would average $40 an acre. That means six quarters I can take a cut for the price of an employee. Our typical rotation with our current acres, which, you know, life of a tenant farmer, they could change, you know, at any time. But with our current rotation, we have between 14 to 16 quarters at one time in, in the rotation. So, you know, 14 to 16 in wheat or fallow or fall crops. The last two years, we've split up our fall crops, you know, a little bit of corn, a little bit of millet, and then the rest is in Milo. I really like Milo. It's just, it's the worst crop that I know of to get the combine set acceptably on. That and and the dust. The dust is just horrible. Oh, is it horrible? No, soybean dust is not worst. I don't care. I've been into both. I'll take soybean dust all day long. Anyway, so fall harvest is our most inefficient area. 
And the thought process here, and I could be way off on my numbers, you know, $40 might be high, might be low, might be just about right. I don't know. I'd have to talk to some custom cutters. But this is where it falls off the map for me. Just because I would plan to hire custom cutters to, let's say, come cut six quarters of Milo out of, say, 16 quarters of fall crops, does not mean they're going to get to that Milo any sooner than I would. All it means is they're going to get through the Milo acres sooner than I would. And that that's really the only hickey I can see in this whole plan at the moment. Yes, I realize my numbers could be off. It could be off a lot. But I'm just going off of that sunflower quote I got last year, which is on an old phone. I no longer have it. But I want to say it was $42, or maybe it was $48. It was under $50, but above $40 to cut sunflowers short haul to the bin. And I thought that was pretty high. I think the guy just didn't want to cut it because, you know, there's always the risk of fires with sunflowers. So we ended up hiring a neighbor. He came over and flat rated it at $28 an acre. Boom, away we went. Now, I know there's not a lot of custom cutters that are going to flat rate stuff. Maybe if you had 3,000 acres, they might cut you a deal and flat rate it. But, you know, for a couple quarters, I highly doubt it. I'm just throwing generals out there. Like I said, easy math. So really, you know, depending on how my rotation is, if it's the year we got 16 quarters out, and let's say eight of those are in Milo, that leaves probably three to four in corn and the balance in millet, or it might be a year where it's just millet and Milo or millet and corn. I don't know. The whole idea, though, is could I use the money that I was going to spend on an employee towards custom cutting in the fall, still the same money leaving my pocket, but I'd have more efficiency with that money. And some of you might argue that, you know, hiring an employee does more to the local economy because they're putting money into the economy. Well, yes and no. The, another big holdup to hiring anybody out here is there's no housing. It's a problem all across rural America. There's just <clears throat> no abundance of open houses. If there is an open house, guys are saving it for their own employee or part-time employees, or the school owns them, and they're saving them primarily for families that need them to come to the school district. So if I had to put a house in, even a simple single-wide trailer, probably looking at $70,000 easy. That's drilling a well, getting electricity to it, a basic trailer that's not in the best of shape, you know, you just go through, slap paint on the walls, put new carpet in, stick it over, you know, concrete slab, tie it down, skirting. I'm going to guess $70,000. So really now this employee on the books, that's $110,000. Yes, the $70,000 is not all going to be every year, but for at least the first year or the first several years, it'll be easily fifty dollars to $60,000, let's say, through 10 years. So again, I could take that same money apply it to a custom cutter, have them come into the fall where I'm the least efficient and really speed up that. And it might even open up time then for me to get more fall spraying done or something like that. I don't know. I'm just tossing this out there because I found, thanks to this, this quote unquote podcast, you know, 
instead of just having these thoughts in my head and talking about them out loud to myself, which is, you know, borderline crazy, I can put them on here. Apparently, there's more than two people listening now. You guys can pick them apart, send those thoughts back to me if you want to, or just laugh at them. Either way, though, it gets them out of my head and in a format that I can pull back up at a later date, listen to, and go, wow, that was, that was a bad take. Or, man, why didn't I do that? But there you have it. That's the meat of today's episode. Not a long episode. Once we're all done with Harvest, I would like to sit down and do an episode over what we saw this fall. And that might take more than one episode, I don't know. Not everyone likes to listen to an hour-long podcast or even a 30-minute podcast. A lot of guys just want to listen to, you know, 15, 20 minutes, be on their way to the next thing. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But once fall harvest is all done and I've had time to analyze numbers, because we tried a lot of things this year, I do want to get on and talk about them. So, thanks for listening. If you haven't hit that subscribe button, please do so. They're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And I'll see you guys in the next one.